You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 179, where we will be discussing chapter nine in City of Lost Souls. What's the name of this chapter? Sorry, I'm scrolling. <laughs> the Iron Sisters. The Iron Sisters. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> it's a test. Oh, testing, testing. One, two, three. <laughs> so, Robin, do you want to tell everybody about what we did on Friday? Yes. Kick it off. I mean, I am so tired still. Same. My body yeah. hurts, and it shouldn't. Yeah. I've had a headache since we left. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> We're old. We're so old. Okay. I just, even talking about it just made me yawn. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to be like road tripping babes. Mm -hmm. And the plan started out bad because I left my house late. (laughs) But then it just kept going because there was so much freaking traffic. So we were going to like drive up and go see this concert. We were like, girl lunch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that couldn't happen. No. We just, whatever. Traffic so I'm glad we left when we did. It did, but that's okay. Um, we got to this really beautiful amphitheater mm-hmm. and had some delicious food. Mm-hmm. The food was okay. It, it, it was I don't okay. No, if I would call it delicious. It, yeah. yeah. We had some sustenance. We had some drinks. We imbibed. Amanda had lo- lots of drinks, but not mm-hmm. as many drinks as she probably would have wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Lots. Of, Amanda had lot. She had three drinks, yeah. but they were like tall boys, which are they actually were. like, which is only a six pack, and that's still not very much beer. Yeah, they're twenty four <laughs> ounces. It, yeah, I would just say it is just for as Amanda as a person because she never drinks. Fair enough. Yeah, that is true. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Uh huh. Yeah, but it's not like was... I don't drink. I just don't really get the opportunity. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, because you have young children who like yeah. need things. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we were vibing. If you saw our Instagram stories, we posted some music. Mm-hmm. Um, they st- opened with a Swedish band that I cannot say the name Aim correctly. What she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was this guy sitting on the steps rowing his freaking imaginary Viking boat. <laughs> yep. Two of them together. Uh huh. On the steps yeah. of the amphitheater. They were into it. It was cool. Yep. That it was, was cool. cool. It was cool. I, I kind of um, did that on my own with my kids yesterday. I was like rowing and I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you got to taste play the song the for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> play the song and then you guys could all row together. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. My kids would jam. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Sorry. But we didn't get, like, we, so the concert got out at what, 11? Mm-hmm. Oh, we, um, we did, we went and saw Ghost. That oh, was the headliner. Right. Bury the lead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did you say bury the lead? Yeah, we buried the lead. We, we should have led with that. You know, that we said we oh, went right. to a concert and then we just, like, didn't tell them for five minutes. <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing that was, I, I've never been to a concert with somebody, people, friends, that were like, I was way more hyped for this. 
Uh And I was just like, if I was with two other people, I would be so embarrassed right now. And you guys just made me feel like you were so happy for me. And that was just awesome. Yeah. We were just there for the ride. I was like, all right. I mean, like, I I knew one of the songs. But then when I found yeah. out who the opener was, I was like, "Oh, I'm actually pretty. Ge- I'm pretty stoked for this." Like I was like, "Were oh, you gonna okay. say jazzed? Were you gonna say jazzed?" I almost, I almost said jazzed. <laughs> I love that. I was like, "Oh, a Swedish death metal band that I happen to know." <laughs> Shall we? That is crazy. Oh my god! I had gosh. to go to a work dinner last night, and there was an open bar, <clears throat> and my boss was like don't you drink? And I was like, I mean, yes, but like I've had my fill. Basically I went to a concert this weekend. I am still tired, you know, whatever. And, um, he's like, Oh, like Taylor Swift. And (laughs) I assume those are the vibes I give off. Yeah. (laughs) Did you tell him? Yeah. I said it was literally like very heavy metal, like raw. (laughs) And, uh, he starts talking to his friend about like, ACDC being heavy. And I was just like, Mm-mm. no, 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 that's Mm-mm. not what this is at all. <laughs> at least for the opener was not. The opener was not right. on brand with that. Mm-hmm. Ghost, maybe. To me, Ghost yeah, is like dead I rock. I, I know that's not like, that's not you can what understand they project almost out, but it's my favorite. Saying. Yeah. I love dead rock. So like that's, I'm yeah. like, I say it as a compliment. I'm like Maris mm-hmm. talking to Izzy. I meant that as a, or whatever. Jocelyn calling Izzy Maris. Right. I meant that as a compliment. Right. Anyway, as Kristen, we the concert gets out at like 11. We didn't leave the parking lot until like, God, 12.30 in the morning. Something like yeah. that, yeah. It was, I think it was like 12.45 by the time we actually mm-hmm. got out of the very parking late. lot. Yeah. It was very late. And then we had to fourth meal at Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> you have to. And I scared Robins. We were sitting in the drive-thru, and Jack in the Box always takes forever, because as Robin said, they make it fresh. And so mm-hmm. I jumped out of the car to go have a cigarette, and Robin's like, who opened the car door? Like, we're her kids in the backseat. Someone's it was jumping very into funny. The car. I was like, it's just me. We're stopped. It's okay. <laughs> we got to see a drug deal. Like, oh, it was yeah. a fulfilling uh-huh. evening. It was good. Yeah. Um, and the evening quickly turned into daytime. It sure did. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> uh-huh. We, it progressively got earlier and earlier and earlier. As I said, you got dropped off fairly decent. It was 3.30, Kristen, yeah. Fairly decent. Yeah. But not, like, that's what time I thought I was going to get mm-hmm. home. Right. That was my plan the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda yeah, got I dropped was, off. What, 4.15. About four, yeah, was yeah. when we got there. And then you had to clean the soda out that spilled in my car. Oh, my gosh, yes. How is that, by the way? I'm so sorry. You can't even tell that it was there. Okay, it was good. fine. Good. I have, that's PSA. What is it? What do people always say? Like, it's ridiculous, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Yeah, not yeah. sponsored. sponsored. WeatherTech floor mats, mm-hmm. do it. Anyway. And then I got home at about 4.50 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, of course, is we fine. all had to stay awake until Robin got home right. to make sure no one died. That I didn't die. And I can carpet nectar. Okay? <laughs> I can. I stay up till three often during the summer anyway. Mm-hmm. What I can't do is then get up at seven o'clock in the morning Absolutely and do not. two 
full days of soccer games. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. But I did. Mm-hmm. You're, you're Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, I had to get up and mom at eight, but not the same. No. I would, I, I, mm-mm. I literally, <laughs> I, I got home, I waited until I made sure that, you know, you guys were safe. And then I stayed up for another half hour and then I went to bed and I didn't wake up until like 1130. Good for you. Good for you. Then my husband went and got me food. Oh my God. What, what did you get? Dream? I don't actually remember. I think we got Burgerville. Mm, that mm. sounds, that's a good mm-hmm. feeling. And then I did nothing because my teenager, I have a 15-year-old, and I don't have to because she Mm -hmm. is self-contained. She was watching The Walking Dead. (laughs) She's she's on, like, season three. She's been binge-watching it, and she's, like, obsessed. She's going to get to a point where she doesn't want to watch it anymore from one episode. I have a feeling, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. Uh-huh. And she really likes anyway. that character too. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. But I was like, yeah. hey, oh. I have to put this out there really quickly. Yes. So I have a new microphone, obviously. So I apologize if things are going up and down. My sound is fluctuating, like my volume. I imagine it has to do with how it's like when I'm talking more loudly, it's going down on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm sorry if things go awry. Yeah. Yeah, that works. You tried to do lots of sound tests, but it's always different in practice than yeah. it yeah. is in person. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah. There it is there. Um, we're old. Yes. We rocked out. We did. Mm-hmm. Our ears and are still ringing. We're just ready to do it again. Yes. At some point. Yes. I know. I have been looking at more con I, I want to go I miss going to concerts. It's been years since I've mm-hmm. you know Yeah. They had some really good options for the summer to see more people there. So I definitely want to look into more. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Maybe we should try to go to the one by Kristen's house instead. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know. It's right. literally across the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of uh, a three and a half hour way. drive. Mm-hmm. Oh. My cat awesome. is trying to break into the recording the recording studio, aka my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, what do you guys say? We cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. Maya and Jordan are headed out to the super-secret Praetor Lupus HQ to enlist the help of the Order to find a cure for a slowly dying Daddy Luke. Of course, this doesn't stop Jordan from pulling over to try to seduce Maya by faking emotional vulnerability, only to then demand an ultimatum from her that they are either together or nothing. Uh, Unfortunately, Maya is unable to resist his brooding sad boy ways and ends up giving in, and it's so freaking frustrating. Anyway, we flip over to Cleary, who's waking up and living her best Stockholm Syndrome life, exploring a swanky bachelor pad that turns out to be her dear old dad's hiding place from the clave for all those years. 
Everyone has their own bedroom, including one with clothes perfectly picked out for Clary. At least that's what she thought until she finds out that they were shopped by V-Tang in the hopes that Jocelyn would return to him someday. Which is equally as creepy, but on brand. Sebastian lays down some strict rules for his little sister about not being able to leave unsupervised and a waiting period for her to be let into the Blood Brothers cult. <laughs> She's got to earn that trust. Clary chokes out the words that she thinks will placate Sebi, and the scene is very awkward. <clears throat> Back in NYC, Free Team Jace is on the move to execute phase one of their plan, with Magnus portaling Izzy and Jocelyn to meet with the Iron Sisters. They walk, the walk over to the Citadel is fraught with teen angst and shitty parenting, including Izzy trying to glean information from Jocelyn about who Robert's mistress was, and Jocelyn giving her a, and that's final type of answer. Izzy doesn't want to be treated like she's just a kid and life is a nightmare. <clears throat> like we're all head bopping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she turns up to she turns up the independent woman vibes, almost walking into a moat of lava. She performs the ceremony that she needs to call the drawbridge down, and Jocelyn tries to like MLM motivate her, <laughs> but she's not buying it. The whole chapter is fraught with comparing Izzy and Clary to their mothers and ends cringily enough with Jocelyn telling Izzy that she's going to shine because she's just like Maris. Mm, shine bright like a dime. <sighs> <laughs> oh, you guys. This hurts so bad. It hurts. What? It hurts my soul. <laughs> but I have to acknowledge that Alec is fucking out of pocket right now. As soon as everyone scatters to the winds to execute their part of the plan, Alec took off going straight to Camille. The fuck? Oh, I don't even have words. I, I We're very disappointed, Alexander. I literally can't even. Mm-hmm. He goes to Camille and is like, yeah, okay, I'll take what you're offering. Uh, I want to know how to make Magnus mortal. And I just, what is he thinking? He's literally killing him. Yeah. As I read the entire conversation, I was just like screaming in my head. And mind you, I've read this multiple times. I knew it was coming. I still, (laughs) I still don't understand. What are we doing? Who? Why? Again, I know we've hammered it very hard. But in chapters like this, like, let us just take a moment to... Re like the juxtaposition between this and Red Scrolls. Yes, mm-hmm. like this is so crazy. Yeah. Well, and I understand. It's, like, I okay, I don't, but I do. I I guess I understand. Like being jealous of people from his past. What is killing him going to do for you? Don't you don't want him? If I die at forty years old, I would like my husband to be happy when I'm gone. Why mm-hmm. is that such a thing? Like, I would not want him to die with me. It just Weird. seems kind of more like, if I can't have you, no one can. Yeah. And you can't have anyone after. And, like, if you really love somebody, you would never do something like that. You would never even consider. What are we doing? Okay, mm-hmm. well, and also, lest we forget, I, I'm sh- if you are getting tired of us harping on the same points, I'm very sorry. But every time it glares <laughs> at the face... I have to bring it up. Mm -hmm. They've known each other for like six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like plotting with fucking a vampire 
Queen of the Damned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awful. That's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just, I, mm-hmm. Like, this is his first boyfriend. His first relationship. Yeah. He's acting like, crazy. This is gonna, like, yeah, you got the, she's got the crazies. <laughs> yeah. That was a very good way to say that. <clears throat> so they really get straight to the point. This entire scene is maybe two pages. Um, and it's full, like, evil plot mode. They're, they're letting it all hang out. They're, they're telling, they're, t- like, speaking the quiet part out loud. I'm like, <laughs> like, it's almost like they were, like, doing, like, a, a scene for, like, a wiretap. It's that concise. Right. So, Magnus told Camille once, like, a little pillow talk when they were in bed, post-coital, and she made sure to, like, let Alec know that they... Why did you have to say that? (laughs) You like it. You like it. Um, (laughs) So, Magnus had told Camille that there was a spell that could, like, strip a warlock's immortality. And Alec, since he can't wield magic himself and the victim would be able to tell, like, who the caster was, he can't do the dirty deed on his own, which is where Camille comes in. And P.S. totally didn't know that vamps could do warlock magic and, like, cast spells. Uh Is that an interesting tidbit or is this bitch a lying liar who lies? Right. Hmm. So Camille offers a tit-for-tat situation. She'll do the spell and give Alec what he wants, which is a mortal lover who will only ever love him and nobody else ever again. (laughs) As soon as Alec does a little wet work for her in the form of murdering Rafael Santiago. Like, what the fuck? I hate this. I hate this so bad. I hate Mm -hmm. it. So we're going to jaunt on over to Izzy and uh, Jocelyn who are taking a bridge. And in my head, the adamant citadel is set up like the dragon castle in Shrek where it's like an island. And then there's like a hundred foot drop to lava all around like a super deep moat kind of a. Yeah. Like that. Okay. That was exactly what I had in my mind, too. That makes me feel really good and validated. Thank you. (laughs) And the only thing, instead of, like, the rickety bridge, it's just the thing comes down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. So this one, however, has the added bonus of surprise knives jutting upward at random intervals. So you have no choice but to approach slowly um, and carefully, which I understand the utility of. Totally genius, right? But still nightmare fuel. Like, mm, yes. What? Mm, what kind of sick and twisted mind did that come from? Yeah. So Izzy's impressed that Jocelyn, even though she's like old as fuck in her mid thirties and hasn't had, <laughs> hasn't been an active member, Shadow Hunter member Ouch. in over fifteen years, is like rather light on her feet. This is. This is how I feel when, like, this is how I feel when I do anything remotely 
even a little bit athletic successfully and someone looks at me, I'm like, yeah, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not useless. I swear your body remembers that stuff, though. It's like giving birth, I guess. Like, my husband played college baseball, and I feel like his body will just always remember Mm -hmm. certain things, you know. Yeah. He has the agility a little bit there. Muscle memory. In his 40s, yeah. <sighs> okay. Um. So they greet. They're greeted on the other side by a woman in like a white gown, and she's got like, she's. It's very like Greek goddess to me in my head. It's like a white gown with like silver rope, like ropes, like kind of tight. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. I pictured the um, outfit that Princess Leia was wearing. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. I just. That works too. I said sexy Hephaestus earlier, and I meant that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like like a gender bent, sexy. In my head, literally the way that she's described, what I saw in my head is the the muses from Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. That's, I'm like, that's who the Iron Sisters are. (laughs) Awesome. Um, so she's got a white gown and then she's got this like tattooed face mask, right? Which is weird. Uh huh. It's a little weird. But I guess it's better than having like your eyes dug out or whatever and your lips sewn shut. <laughs> so, um, although greeted is a strong word. Because she more, like, just demands to know who the fuck they are and why the fuck they decided to come knocking on the Iron Sisters' front door. It's not like they were in the fucking neighborhood or something. Like, she's like, uh, state your business. (laughs) It's like a millennial when someone rings your doorbell. What the fuck? You hide. Who are you and what do you want? (laughs) Nobody move. There's someone at the door. Mm Mm-hmm. So Jocelyn defers to Izzy, who entered, which I thought was weird, but like I under, like I get it, but it's still strange. Uh, who introduces them, and she specifically introduces Jocelyn as a Fairchild, uh, which the metal nun uh, immediately snags on and is like, uh, Jocelyn Morgenstern. This is a quote. Jocelyn Morgenstern said the woman, born Fairchild, but you cannot easily so easily erase the taint of Valentine from your past. Have you not turned your back on the clave? I was like, oh, damn. Bitch got your number. (laughs) Jocelyn admits that, like, she's like, yeah, I'm, like, an outcast. I'm exiled, whatever. Uh, But she tries to offer Izzy as, like, a clave member in good standing. She's like, yeah, 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 but... My friend's part of the union. <laughs> Look who I brought. Yeah. <laughs> the sister brushes her off and finally introduces herself as, like, as Sister Cleophus. That's how I would say it. Would any of you say it differently? Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's what I would yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. It seems Mama Frey is a little on edge, being thrust back into the shadow world and having to interact with, like, a sect of the clave. So she ac- asks Cleopatra. Cleophus Cleophus? Okay Um, If she knows why they're there Since she seems to know so much It's childish but it's also very funny (laughs) And Sister Cleo's like "Uh, Yeah 
we're not like Brother Snackariah. I can't read minds. I'm just not an idiot. <laughs> if I had to guess, I'd say you're here because of Jace Lightwood. Which, quick sidebar, did the Lightwoods officially adopt him or something? Like, I, I, mm. what? Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh-huh. I and, would think they would still know him as Wayland. Right. Especially because she's him. being so, like, s- semantic <laughs> about or pedantic about uh, her last name. Anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, she's like, she's like, oh yeah, I, I assume you're here because of Jace and, you know, your son. And with the semantics out of the way, uh, Jocelyn cuts to the chase. Jonathan's got a death warrant. Like, we know this. The clave is out for him. But if he dies then that means Jace dies because they're bound by, by, by some blood magic bullshit. And Jocelyn hands over Magnus's notes, uh, which seem to kind of thaw Cleo's demeanor a little bit. Um, she's like, oh shit, they're like really here for a real reason. <laughs> not, not just to like cause trouble. <laughs> so Izzy's having a bit of a moment. She's, these sisters are like really intense. Cleo's eyes are made of like, straight up flames. <laughs> she's like, this is whoa. <laughs> and she just watched as like a second sister walks through a, a wall of solid Adamus, um, as if it were smoke. She's like, shit is getting weird. <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. And sister Dolores is who joins them. Uh, and she gives her assessment of Magnus's findings. It appears, um, the boys are joined by some sort of like twinning spell. Um, kind of like the Parabrotai ritual, but make it demonic. <laughs> and so the Parabrotai bond binds two people, uh, but they still have their own free will. Whatever this is makes one subservient to the other. And so the spell has essentially eliminated Jace's free will in lieu of Jonathan's, which really isn't telling them anything that they didn't already know. Mm-hmm. Uh but that's what makes it demonic. That's why it's demonic. Right. Yeah. So this is all well and dandy, but Jocelyn's got a daughter who is most assuredly going to do something stupid any second now, because Jocelyn at this point doesn't know that Clary's already done something stupid. Right. (laughs) Right. And if they don't get some answers, like shit's going to get real. So she presses forward asking the questions that they all came, that they came all this way for. Is there a weapon or one that could be made that could harm Jonathan, but not Jace? And the sisters are quick do to you shoot feel, her down. Sorry. Huh? Sorry. was going to interrupt you. What? It's like, do you feel kind of like the way that she, maybe it's because I was listening to the audiobook, and that was the way the voice actor, actress uh-huh. did that. But it kind of sounds like when you're trying to ask a genie for a wish and mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you, like, tie up all your loose ends mm-hmm. in the wish so they can't turn it into some, like, bad karma thing. That, is there you or you could make. Yeah. Right. Trying to cover all your bases so, you, so it's only one question. <laughs> yep. There's no follow-up necessary. It's like they're talking to fairies. <clears throat> exactly. Uh-huh. So the sisters are quick to shoot this down. They're powerful, but they're not gods. What Jocelyn and Izzy are looking for is a blade not of this world. Something from heaven or hell would do. 
you know, if you just got something lying around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dolores offhandedly adds that this dude, Josh, used to have Archangel Michael's sword that was imbued with heavenly fire. Um, but they don't know where it is. And even if she did, she wouldn't tell her because, like, the clave, like, that's super illegals. <laughs> I swear, I think Josh had something. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And BTW, they're mandatory reporters, so they're definitely going to have to tell the Clave about this little visit. Right. I'll validate your parking, though. (laughs) So Izzy wants to know if they can help them find this, like, super magic sword. But again... Dolores explains that, like, only an angel can gift you that sword. Like, if you try to summon an angel, you're as good as a kebab that fell through the grates in the grill. Like, don't, don't go there. It's a bad idea. That's a real bummer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cleo goes on full lecture mode, reminding them both that Raziel left them the mortal instruments for important shit. Not to just call him whenever the fan they have a fancy for it. And it's totally a thousand percent illegal as well. Um, the only reason Cleary isn't in prison right now is because Valentine was the one to actually summon Raziel and not her. <laughs> like, <laughs> do not push your fucking luck. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's funny, like, not funny, but like, I'm glad that we're getting this viewpoint from... Cleophis or is it Dolores one of the iron mm-hmm. sisters because the way we're kind of introduced to the mortal instruments it's like oh they can you know Vitae uh, wants these things for his evil whatever blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah and we know it's evil but it's also crazy to know that like it's one time use only it's single serve <laughs> yeah like I feel like maybe, maybe Clary and Raziel could be buddies. Like, she doesn't know how it went. Like, maybe Clary could try it. I don't know. Right. Mm. I feel like I got your back, sister. Yep. And I'm not sure why. But Jocelyn then, like, adds that V-Ting summoned and imprisoned another angel, angel, ethereal. Um, And I'm just like, dude, read the room. That's not... We get it. We all know Valentine was bad. Like, you just... Uh-huh. You want us to know he's double bad? It's almost like... It's like... Well, they're easy to catch, so maybe... We <laughs> gotta catch Valentine them all. They're twice. like Pokemon angels. Yeah. yeah. Gotta catch them all. <clears throat> I just think it's weird that she's like... Yeah, she's kind of... Ta- like, they're not gonna be like, oh, okay, well, if V-Tang did it again, tell us how he did it. You should just do that. Right. Just find out what he did and do that. Exactly. It's not the advice you're going to get, (sighs) ma'am. And then, like, their response is just, like, it's better if your kid just dies than an angel being so rudely interrupted. (laughs) I was like, really? He's watching his shows, okay? Yeah. He's busy. He's, like, getting up out of his recliner. God, what do they want now? Right? So this is the last straw for Izzy. She's pissed and so done being jacked around. Like, she reads them for filth, basically calling them cyborgs who have lost their humanity. She's like, fuck you. You guys suck. (laughs) She goes for it. Yeah. But as soon as she's getting on a roll, Dolores interrupts and is like, uh, no, bitch. 
I do know what it's like to love people. I had a husband and kids and the whole nine yards, and they were murdered by demons, so I turned to the sisters. So, gotcha, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How dare you presume to tell me? Exactly. So Izzy is undeterred. The sob story doesn't excuse the complete lack of compassion that I'm getting now. (laughs) And she's not afraid to let them know that they've been absolutely no help whatsoever. (laughs) I just like, it's like, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so Izzy just takes off, right? She just gets the fuck out of there. And, um... She basically wasn't even paying attention to those knives, sword things or anything. She just Mm. got to the other side of the bridge, basically. And once she got to the other side, she couldn't hold it in anymore. And she broke down. But, like, sans tears. Like, she was just, like, rocking because no tears came out. And I just think that's crazy. There has never been a time where I have been that emotional and tears didn't come out. I get tearied when I'm mad, too. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) It just comes out that way, man. Anyway, so eventually, felt like forever, but Jocelyn came up and she just like embraces Izzy. She clearly just needed that. She just decided that she wanted to be a parent figure all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Yep. That is exactly my next. uh, Oh, sorry. Yes. No, you're totally fine. I'm glad we're on the same page. So. I'm going to quote this. It says, though she had never much liked Jocelyn, there was something so universally motherly in her touch that Isabel leaned into it almost against her own will. Okay, so here's my note. It's weird because it seems like Jocelyn is acting more gentle, like more gentle or motherly than she would have if it was Clary. Like, I feel like she would have scolded mm-hmm. Clary for acting that way. Mm-hmm. Um, also... I don't understand why it had to be said that Izzy never really liked Jocelyn. Because, like, they haven't been around each other that much. It it almost is trying to make it sound like um, she's known her her whole life because she's a shadow hunter and she just Mm -hmm. freaking met her. It's like, what, six weeks ago or whatever? Right. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's very strange. Maybe just knowing what she did to Clary, she just decided that she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't like you if you did that to her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so she, I mean... I assume Izzy's also not used to, like, this kind of love, like, genuine mm-hmm. and probably physical. Like, I just don't see Maris giving that to her, huggies yeah. and stuff all the time. And um, anyway, and it's obviously just what she needed. I think I think a different perspective also is sometimes it's easier to be softer with people who aren't with children who aren't your kids than it is to be on your own mm-hmm. kids. Definitely. I don't know. Yeah, cuz for some reason I just as a parent I feel like I probably would have slightly scolded my kid for talking like you can't talk to them. I know you're upset, yeah. but you can't talk to them that way. Yeah. Like whatever cuz I feel like I have to always teach them in every moment. Right, cuz we're responsible for everything all of the time. Yes. I said almost those exact words verbatim last week. So I do agree that I would. Uh, so mm-hmm. Jocelyn eventually tells Izzy that um, Cleophas basically, like, you want to know what they said about you? And she's like, that I fucked up big time, basically, mm-hmm. and I am, like, the worst ever. 
She's like, no, Cleophas like wants to recruit you, basically. Like, if, if she thinks you're going to be a good Iron Sister someday, if you ever wanted to be, like, just reach out. They're into it. Which they is offered not you an where internship. I thought that was going. <laughs> yeah. Unpaid, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I just want to know, okay, listen, I, I'm going to level with you here, girls. I got distracted when you were talking, Kristen, because I don't remember anything about a tattooed mask on these Iron Sisters. So then I was trying to look at fan art and I was trying to read the wiki because I just couldn't remember it. Mm-hmm. And I, my Kindle's on my phone, which is in front of me. So I don't know. Did you bring up their creepy fingers? Mm. Oh, yeah, they're really long fingers. I didn't. I didn't. But yeah, they have like long knobby fingers and then their nails are like stiletto nails with electrum tips. Which oh, is, I didn't, and I didn't. sounds super cool. Do you think that they do rune, like the rune magic elongates their fingers? I think it must be some, some, something of like the same transformative nature as the Silent Brothers because their eyes are like, there's no like cut seam or anything. Like their eyes are basically like just magically removed and smoothed over with skin. So I'm assuming it's the same kind of like body mod rune situation ritual as them since Uh they're their like counterparts and it's like uh the the fiery eyes and the long fingers and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah um hold on i want to see if let me find her the description really quick Okay. She wore a long, loose white gown bound tightly at the wrists and under her breast with silver white cord, uh, which was demon wire and um, blah, blah, blah. Her face is yada, yada, yada. Her hair is long and dark, hanging in a thick braid down her back. Across her eyes and temples was an intricately curly-cued tattooed mask, encircling both her eyes, which were orange color of leaping flames. Sorry, I'm sorry That's if you can hear that somebody is doing lawn work somewhere. Oh, my well, neighbors are too. Work. Yeah, yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, yeah. somehow yeah, just, it sounds kind of pretty. Like I'm into it. I want to see. Obviously, I was paying more attention to um, my part than yours, mm-hmm. so I just skimmed over that. And I wanted to see, like, I couldn't imagine it when you said it, so I wanted to, like, see what it looked like. And there's, like, no fan art for Iron Sisters, which I think is cray. It's well, rude. Especially with that description. Yeah. It, it's just disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so in this moment, uh, Izzy is feeling a little bit like Clary, I guess. She's with her mom. I don't know. So she pushes the limit one more time with the questions. <laughs> She asks Jocelyn, she's like, all right, you just, you, you have to tell me who is this motherfucking bitch that was with my dad? Like, you, you, I just, I need to know. And she's like, I'm constantly wondering if it's like any shadow hunter woman that I come into contact with. Like, is it you? Is it um, Luke's sister? Is it? And then she, Jocelyn interrupts her, interrupts her. And she's like, dude, I promise you, it's no one that you know. It was Anna Marie Highsmith. Mm-hmm. And she died in V Tank's attack on Alicante. So, 
Okay, listen. Oh, this makes I'm glad we have stuff to say about this. This makes it so much worse. Okay, look, I think that she might be lying. Okay. I think maybe she just picked a random woman. She knew she was dead. So that way, um, like, Isabel couldn't investigate Discovery any further or anything like that. I think she was just like, I know she died. I know this person. That's what I'm going to say it is. See, I feel like. I don't think Isabel's going to ask her mom. I yeah. I feel like that would make sense if Jocelyn had any motivation to be involved. But up until this point, she has no she doesn't want to be involved. So why would you make up a whole lie and like just not instead of just not saying anything? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. But if it if it isn't true, then that makes sense. But if it is true, that's super fucked up. That means that his morning like, and his change of behavior could very well right. be oh, more double. so that than the loss of his son. I didn't uh, think about that implication. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, it could go either way, right? And it might be a compound situation, which I'm sure it, it would be impossible for it not to be, but... I could see if he was actually in love with this other woman who he had been having an affair with for years and years and years, that it would be hard for him to pretend with his wife after she's gone. Right. Interesting. Dude, I love how deep you guys get into this. Just a perspective. I don't know. But also I'm like, who the fuck is this Anna Marie bitch? (laughs) I want to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell me everything about what you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, obviously, Isabel's never heard of this person. And Jocelyn's like, OK, good. That's good. Did it make you feel better? And Izzy's like, sure, totally. Yes, I am doing awesome. Thank you. Lie, lie, lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we jump over to Clary, who had gone to her room after that weird lunch with Jastian. Is that what we're calling them? <laughs> Jastian, I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she try- she's trying to reach Simon through the rings. And he's not getting back to her, so she assumes that he's asleep. And she hears a knock at her door. Thank goodness it's Jace. It's not Sebastian because I would be scared. Um, she tells him to come in and notices that he looks happy. And then she internally wonders if he's like, what am I saving him from if he's happy like this? And I'm just like, dude, they're not just like hanging out. They're not just two dudes having a good time going out partying. <laughs> two all the dudes time in a hot tub by being part. Yeah. <laughs> They're not just eating Pop-Tarts every day and drinking beer, you know, smashing beers. Like, there's an evil plan. We, we know this. There's, you know, they've been talking about taking shit over, whatever. So anyway, she, um, Jace asks if Clary would like to go on a date. And she kind of looks at herself. She's, like, worried about her appearance because she's just wearing the jeans she came in and the silk shirt that she stole. Right. Like, just go change your clothes really quick if you're that worried about it. You have an entire closet full of your clothes. But instead, Mm -hmm. he, you know, decides to 
be a good boyfriend and tells her she looks amazing and she's like still not sure so he has to do a little more convincing and he's like we're in venice how amazing and blah 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 and he's like making these jokes anyway he says like basically i'm so awesome that most women would swoon over just watching me play scrabble mm. and i know that that's not an important part of the story and I know that Jace is pretty arrogant in general, but this seems super over the top for him. And it's, so I'm wondering, like, is this for us? Is this for Clary? So we, all of us, including Clary, all still feel like he's still kind of Jason there. It's just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I feel like that's what it is. It's like, yeah. and almost, it seems like, could be wrong here. <clears throat> Sorry. The scenes where Sebastian hasn't been there. Uh-huh. Jace has been more Jace. So, like, when he came to pick up Clary from in front of the house. Mm-hmm. And not that he he was still creepy. Like, he's not full Jace. Because he was still like, I'm basically going to not tell you where you're going. And right. he didn't really care that much about Luke. But he was still trying to, like, have a little bit more of his personality. Or when he was with her in her bedroom. Or, like at Luke's house or this. So I think it's more like for the reader to be like, oh yeah, you know, there might be a thin shred, but Jace is still in there somewhere. Look at these Mm -hmm. witty remarks. Even though Sebastian is sass. Yeah. Yes. So it could be. I have an unsubstantiated, uh, unsubstantiated uh, theory. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. So, from what we know from the Iron Sisters, hit the the spell is to basically give Sebastian Jace's free will, like have control mm-hmm. over him in the same way you would have control over yourself if you had free will, which to me makes me wonder what the implications of that are. Does that mean Sebastian is in Jace's head all the time making his decisions for him? And when mm. he's not with it, like my theory, my conspiracy theory here is that Sebastian is somehow in Jace's subconscious in a way that he can be with him when he's not physically there with him Mm -hmm. and so what we're seeing is sebastian kind of like influencing jace to be more jacy in or when he's alone like to because sebastian wants to experience jace's life okay because he's so obsessed with the fact that jace had everything he didn't get and interesting and and now i feel like it's fair to say Sebastian has an unhealthy obsession with Clary. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if he's not hiding behind the shadows of his, of his pretty little eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it would make sense why, because I thought it was weird that Sebastian would be cool with them going out just to trust them. Right. How could he trust him so completely? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I just assumed he would like what he wants just like as an internal like oh i can't mm-hmm. like that sort i don't know or like at the alpha wolf thing like he's mm-hmm. just like his nay nay you're gonna have to like convince me otherwise from what you've said 
Kristen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have jumped on the board now. Convince yeah. me otherwise. Yep. I love it. I do too. It definitely the only explains. Time, the, I just keep imagining like um, on <laughs> the Emperor's New Groove where Kronk has the two little Kronk guys on yes. his shoulder. Yes. Yeah. And the, the Sebastian's just hanging out there with him all day. Yeah. Yep. okay so we have all understood though that we need to rescue jace right like we Mm -hmm. all agree Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that was dumb team free jace exactly yeah okay so um we have a few more jokes and one of them is like about jace's thoughts where he admits that he doesn't like ducks and he's like i don't know why i just i've never liked ducks and I love this because we know Will doesn't like ducks. And so mm-hmm. I just like the Herondale little snippet that we you gotta get love there. the callback. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like just for whatever reason it's ducks. And I just think that's so funny. Well and, that, and we know yeah. it's not like it, it's not a like a a, a like a, a intentionally passed down trait of like, oh my dad's dad told this story because they, he, he, there's a break in that, right? Like, he doesn't have any mm-hmm. connection to that. So this is, like, on a DNA level. Will Hammerdale <laughs> hated ducks so much? Yeah, He's passed just, it, it is, down? Yeah. That's, that's some, like, that, that's some ancestry, uh, ancestral trauma. Like, DNA trauma. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's like in your DNA. You don't like cilantro or some shit. Exactly. Like that. like, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then Jace tells her he's going to show her like a little trick and it's not his wiener. It's outside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So then they're just like suddenly outside, which is, um, I don't know why it's making me think of um, like Mary Poppins. When they draw in the chalk and then they hop into the other. Okay, fuck you guys. Somebody else <laughs> in that movie. About. Okay, I don't know what you're that's about. what I'm picturing. Okay, so now we go over to Maya and Jordan. And I just want to say that when Kristen first started your, when you first started your part, I forgot how much stuff we go over in this chapter. Because mm-hmm. I listened to it like a few days ago. Anyway. I was like, did I read the right chapter? We're talking about Alec. We're just seeing, we're checking in with everybody here today. Yep. Uh huh. And it was the same exact length as the last chapter. Oh, crazy. Oh, snap. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. So they are, pull- Maya and Jordan are pulling up to the Prater headquarters, and she can't believe how freaking beautiful this place is. And Jordan's like, no, no, don't, don't get it twisted. This place is boot camp. More boot than camping Mm. okay we didn't do any camping and she looks at him and we have to get a little bit of like oh it's odd to feel so familiar with jordan and but like this is my new life it's weird to have him in my new life sort of situation which i can understand but i I don't know anyway they stop the car and hop out just as a dude opens the door yelling prater kyle and Mm. i agree I'm right with Robin where it's like the audiobook I feel like said it differently than I would have thought. Like I feel like he's not supposed to be there. So why why did the guy seem excited to see him? Cuz maybe he didn't know he was supposed to be there. Post. Huh? 
Huh? I don't know. We talked at the same time, so I couldn't hear what you said. I didn't hear what you said either. You go first. I legitimately forgot what I said already. I am not going to lie to you. I can't remember. It was some smart-ass remark. I said maybe he doesn't know. Like, maybe this person isn't, like, of a rank that he would know he's not supposed to be there. He's just somebody that was on a mission and came back. To him. I don't know. I can't remember what his name is. I thought that it was Scott. I think it's the... Yes, it's the guy. Oh, it is. It doesn't matter, main guy. Like, I just... I got the wrong vibes from it. So... Anyway. But can we um, talk for a second how they call them that? Because this feels very, like, yeah. church camp vibe. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I don't. Okay. Don't call me sister. I don't like it. <laughs> There's a niche group of people that might understand my reference here. Mm. Okay. okay. But I started playing Fallout 4 again, the video game. And they just remind me of the Brotherhood of Steel. And... I don't know if I like it. Okay. So that's just a niche tidbit yeah. for people that play that game. And okay. I don't know if I like it, but it definitely reminded me of that. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting you, Amanda. <laughs> no. I also, I'm like, it. just another reminder that Kyle's his last name. Uh-huh. Because right. it doesn't seem out of, like, because it would be like, if they were saying it to you, it'd be like. Right. Or me, like Prater Carlos. I guess that still sounds like a name, so that's not that's mm-hmm. not a good example. Prater Knight. But like Prater Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have Scott. Yeah. Okay. So Okay. Which also has a that's his last name. That yeah. sounds like a first name too. It does. I love it. So anyway. Jordan introduces Maya to this man, like I said, Prater Scott. He's obviously the HBIC because his name is Scott. We all know. Wolsey, 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 Wolsey. I always say it wrong. Love him, but I always say the name. Okay. Jordan tells her that the Scots have run the Praetor since the 1800s, which again, I love. We get a little bit of like a whoop whoop. Holla back, youngin. Okay. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Praetor Scott uh, tells Jordan that he didn't think that he would see him so soon and wonders about Simon. He's like, no, no, no. He's cool. He's it's in hand. I think he says. He's fine. And Maya just takes this time. She just steps in and she's like, listen, bro, we are here for something very super duper important. And mm-hmm. basically like about Luke, whatever. And Scott tells her like, he, OK, he basically he gives her a shut the fuck up look. He doesn't tell her to shut up, but mm. um, he tells her that the Praetor will determine what's important. And basically, like, you don't get to say that. OK. Um, also, this is not the Holiday Inn, and so it's a good thing that Jordan is a good little worker bee, or I would have sent you both packing, okay? Because he knows that he is taking a chance by bringing you here, and so he only did it because he He knows knew. what he did. Yeah, yeah, he knows that we like him, basically. So they go in the house uh, where there's a sign on the wall of house rules, and of course I have to read them because they're funny. Okay. So, there's a few. Uh, no shape-shifting in the hallways. No howling. No silver, which I feel like should be obvious. Duh. But okay. Clothes must be worn at all times. And then in caps, all times. <laughs> <laughs> no fighting. No biting. 
and mark all your food before you put it in the communal refrigerator. Okay, so I'll come back to this one. Maya can smell breakfast coming, uh, being cooked, and Scott's, like, he basically, he can see her hunger pains. She's hungry like the wolf. Exactly. I was singing that as I was writing this. That's so funny. (laughs) So he offers to have someone fix him a snack, which I think is weird. Like, would they take food that's marked for Scott? Is there food for everyone and they just have to, like, mark their leftovers so no one else will eat them like my daughter does? Do you think that they Mm -hmm. date their food in case, you know, some people just aren't very good at throwing their old food away and someone else has to clean out the fridge? Why am I so invested? I want to know how their fridge system works. Because we always have to do the fridge at work. That's why you want to know. And I would assume that they probably have a cook. Like, somebody's on. Okay. Like, or, or they switch out. So uh-huh. I think it's just, le- my guess would be leftover foods. Or like, okay. you want this special yogurt, mm-hmm. mark your yogurt. Right. Like, maybe okay. there's like okay. a pantry a pantry of like common food. And then like, mm-hmm. if you want specialty, mm-hmm. then that's on your own business. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the three get to Scott's office where a person slash wolf is waiting and he asks this guy, Rufus, like, what are you doing in my office? <laughs> he asks, he's like, I just, I'm here to talk about the incident in Boston. And it turns out that this Rufus guy broke his charge's leg. And so he's there to talk about it. And so Scott's like, yeah, I just want this to simmer a little bit. I want you to sit on your misbehavior. We will talk about it later. Okay, bye. And he's not happy. Ugh. So while he's leaving, he kind of, like, gives Maya this pissed off, scared look, which I don't know if it were me, like, I'd be happy to not have to talk to my boss about some stupid shit that I did. Like, if I did something super Mm -hmm. stupid, like, if I broke someone's leg, I would not be waiting in my boss's office unless he told me to be. I would be avoiding it, like the plague. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So while this guy's walking past them. Uh, Jordan makes a comment to Maya about um, how some of them are easier to rehabilitate than others. Obviously, he still has some anger problems. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then Scott sits down and he uses this intercom to, like, tell someone to bring him breakfast. And then he, like, sits back and puts his arms behind his head. And he's like, all right, I'm all ears. And I'm like, did he half switch to a person slash wolf? And they are wolf ears right now. And then it was a joke. That would be a cute. Yeah. That would be very cute. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what color wolf he is. Like, what's his oh. fur look like? Agreed. Yeah. In wolf form. Because I would think everybody has different wolf fur uh-huh. colors. Mm-hmm. Like Twilight Rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So. Maya is spacing out during this. They sit down. She's spacing out while Jordan is recapping what went down over the last 24 hours. And while she's, like, daydreaming, she's wondering what it would have been like to grow up all pratered out instead of with, like, the pack. And I don't know why I said grow up when it's just a couple years. It doesn't matter. Um, she was like, oh, this would have been, like, different because the pack's, like, crazy and, you know, lawless and this is, like, super in order. 
And then their breakfast gets there and she comments on how it's roast beef and protein drinks, which is decidedly gross. That is disgusting. And Prater Scott is like, girl, don't you know that sugar is bad for person slash wolves? Uh, we need to hit those protein goals and make our gains. Mm-mm, mm-mm, like, mm-mm, mm-mm. didn't your pack leader mm-mm. tell you that? <laughs> and Amaya, Maya has this, like, funny scene where she's trying to imagine Luke scolding her about sugar when she makes a comment that, like, he likes to make pancakes into funny shapes. Yeah. Like, that's what he <laughs> likes to do for breakfast for them. And then he's going to be, like, sitting there scolding her about sugar. And she's like, no, he would never do that in a million years. But, Uh like, she lies to save face. Um, And she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I just am, like, black sliding because I'm so stressed out. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. (laughs) I just, like, we've all been not necessarily in a situation where you've been served roast beef for breakfast. But where it's something like that. Like, oh, I can't believe they're going to eat those many carbs. And I'm like... You see who you're talking to, I right? Feel like I clearly love potatoes. Move on. The Prater are like I don't know. They're they're like the the lame version of the coolest group. Like the werewolves are sp- like people slash wolves are supposed to be cool. Right? And the Prater are lame. They're like the we don't enjoy food. Food is food food is just fuel people. Like, yes. combined yes. with, like, the, like, hyper-morality of, like, churchy people. Like, I don't... It's not my vibe. <laughs> I'm like, you're taking all the fun out of the shadow world right now. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought being a downwarder could suck, but you have managed. <laughs> you just sucked the fun right out of it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, <clears throat> that's awesome. It's not opposite awesome. Anyway, Prater Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. It's not Prater Scott, HBIC. That's what's on his plaque on his desk. I love that we both called it's, him that. Uh huh. And it's a comma. Of course. It's yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's his title. <laughs> it's his title. Yes. Yeah. He's not the CEO or CFO. He's HBIC. No. Mm-hmm. And so he starts lecturing them about how they have, like, the Praetor has a strict no interference policy. And they that includes not even pr- prioritizing person slash wolves for assistance as, like, charges is, right, what they call them. Um, mm-hmm. Although they do have a caveat that only children of the moon are allowed to join their club. You have to be a, de- a werewolf to go into the downer, downworlder club. Okay. Weird. Right. I know. <clears throat> Sorry. Jordan makes a compelling argument on why they need help, citing that person slash wolves packs are like always moving by nature, changing leadership and such. So it would take them a really long time to hunt for a pack that would have a library as big as a Praetor with the information that they need to save Daddy Luke. And he even talks like he tosses in a little ego boost Saying that the Praetor's library is akin to, like, the Spiral Labyrinth or the archives of the Silent Brothers. He's like, you're it for us. Yeah. You're our big daddy. That was such a good angle. It was a good angle. Not that I want to say anything nice about Kyle, Jordan, <laughs> but it was a good angle. Okay. I got to throw some lines out there. This is part of why I liked him, right? <laughs> yes. 
I'm sure you do that with Simon, too. You're like, ah, okay. You got me. Uh Uh-huh. So Mayan sweetens the deal. She, like, adds to the pot by adding in that her pack leader just so happens to be a representative on the council. Like, he's the person slash wolf council guy. And so he could make sure that the Praetors would have a voice on the council that would always kind of be in their favor. Mm-hmm. And this little nugget flips the decision to a yes. And Scott says that he'll look through his books. And he, like, shoes Maya and Jordan off to bed to get some rest since they look fucking haggard. <laughs> and they <laughs> they get up to leave. And Scott's like, uh, by the way, Maya Roberts, she, like, full names her. He full names her. Uh, You totally made a promise on another person slash wolf's behalf, so you better be ready to make sure that they follow through. And I just got really irritated. Like, uh, it was good, Maya. You sweetened the pot. But the work, the co-worker me is like, how don't you ever do that? Never, ever, ever. Mm -mm. Don't tell somebody when I'm going to call them back. Exactly. Get out of here. I will at all. Yeah. I don't even like people. Okay. Right. Ooh, I, just I mean, yeah, because she could have been sorry. like, you know, he's on the like, this might buy you some good points with him. Mm-hmm. No, she went no. all in. She did. She made a promise. Yeah. OK, then we <gasps> wake up with Simon. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> You're surprised. You're shocked. But it's true. And he's still at Magnus's apartment and he is groggy. It's like the windows are, the curtains are drawn. It's dark in there. Uh, Izzy said the bed is cold and like it's all rumpled and stuff. He's just kind of out of sorts. And he thinks about how he hasn't checked in with his Biffle in a while. So he like Vulcan like mind melds over to her and gets an instant response. And their conversation is brief and Clary is like, I'm glad you reached out and that you're okay. Like, and I'm okay, but I'm definitely preoccupied ATM. I'll have to like chat you back. <laughs> WB. Another time. <laughs> WB. <clears throat> I love that. Okay. So Simon Mosey's on out to the living room and he meets Alec, Magnus, Jocelyn, and Izzy. Like he's been asleep so long they've come back from their little <laughs> expedition. And he joins mid-combo. And it's like Magnus, it starts with Magnus commenting on why the ritual of the mortal instruments was so complicated. And I quoted a little bit more than usual here, but I just, it's details and I think it's cool and fascinating. So listen to my voice. (laughs) Quote, angels act at the behest of God, not human beings, not even shadow hunters. Summon one and you're likely to find yourself blasted with divine wrath. The whole point of the mortal instruments ritual wasn't that it allowed someone to summon Raziel. It was that it protected the summoner from the angel's wrath once he did appear. Like, I thought the mortal instruments were like shadow hunting tools to like do hunty shadowy shit. Mm hmm. Like the mortal instrument, like the mortal sword also is used to detect when people are lying. Mm-hmm. The yeah. cup can make more shadow hunters like. Like Lynn makes I don't know you if it's fucking like the only loony. reason. Yeah, like Lynn, you have your visions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was the know. thing they had to have like all three of them together to summon mm-hmm. him? So there was a plan behind it. If it wasn't meant to be, it was a pretty stupid thing to. I think it was always just like, hey, if you ever are like at the point of no return disaster, mm-hmm. summon me down. But if he's some cranky ass bitch anyway, like was he actually going to help again? Right. 
well, what are you doing anyway? You're not watching over us sometimes? Check in on us every Come on. hundred years or so. Hello? Hello? You, we're related to you. <laughs> Anybody home in their butthead? Okay, anyway. Sidebar. Alec brings up V-Tang. He's like, what about Valentine? Like, you know. But Magnus quickly waves it away, like explaining, because he's bringing about V-Tang and the angel he had trapped, not bringing up V-Tang and Raziel. Sorry, I should have written that better so i had better notes he's doing kind of like what jocelyn did at the iron sisters yeah but v-tang like had this other angel mm -hmm. and magnus is like yeah he might have trapped ethereal and like harvested his blood which is literally what it says in the book and i know the entire thing was gross and that just made it so much more icky mm -hmm. i knew yeah. it was icky but like that really just hammered nail on the head for me that's like when Kristen uh, was describing the silent brother's eyes just a little bit ago like the skin yeah. got why did you have to go there why now i can't it's stop true. thinking about it thank you uh -huh. their eyes were carved out and the skin grew back over stop it stop it <laughs> well and, and also i should feel like i should caveat everything because like i instantly forget what is canon and what is head canon because mm. as i read descriptions i formulate a picture in my head and that's what it uh -huh. is and i have no idea what comes from the author and what's coming from me <laughs> <laughs> right that's fair it's like an amalgamation up there <laughs> uh, i mean that's the best way though mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. so it is it's the best okay Sorry. Ethereal. That's okay. Trapped at the manor. This is what we're talking about. And Magnus is explaining that V-Tang, like, basically, he harvested Ethereal's blood, but he was stealing his blood from him. That doesn't mean the angel was helping him or giving him aid mm -hmm. at okay. all. Like, you want an angel to come help you and, like, give shit to yeah. you. Like, he basically forcibly held him captive. And the enchant enchantment he had to have used must have been, like, really heavy in order to keep him locked up so much so that he had to tie his life to Wayland Manor. And if that wasn't enough, he damned himself by the action. And like, you can like bet that Raziel was serving up a heaping slice of revenge mm -hmm. when he struck V-Tang down at Lake Lynn. Mm -hmm. Like that right. wasn't just about whatever. I bet he was Raising so happy yeah. when Clary changed her name and he's like, Ooh, you done fucked up. <laughs> you done fucked up. <laughs> and he's got his little fisticuffs going. Yep. <sighs> and Simon, again, this is what he walks out of his bedroom to, his makeshift bedroom. And he's like, wow, this conversation is pretty heavy. Like, what's going on here? And they get him up to speed about the whole no weapon in this world debacle. And Magnus tells him that it has happened before. Like, like... Angels have given mortals weapons before. Like when Raziel gave the mortal sword to Jonathan Shadowhunter. And also the Old Testament talks about how an angel, what did you say? Gave some dude Josh yeah. a sword before the <laughs> Battle of Jericho. Yeah. And my question is here is like, can they just go use, like, just use the mortal sword then? 
Well, is the mortal sword imbi- imbibed with heavenly fire? Well, it would it would be you ha- you'd have to imbibe the mortal sword with heavenly fire in the same way. I don't know, because like Archangel Mikey had like a super special sword. Okay. Yeah. The heavenly like, fires so think, run out. Yeah. You think the, the sword from sword. A- Mar- Michael? Has is imbibed with heavenly fire, but the mortal sword isn't. Right. The mortal sword has different, like they chose different pluses. Yes, they this they chose different properties. Weapon. Yes, different different damage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this one has truth. It's like verticillum. Yeah. <laughs> infused. The mortal sword has neurotic Nerd. damage. Necrotic damage, not neurotic. <laughs> That's my brain. <gasps> Honestly, I like it better. <sighs> <laughs> necrotic damage. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and and uh Archangel Mikey's sword, that's uh that's divine magic. It like comes with like an okay. automatic divine smite. <laughs> right. Because like it's like made for a paladin. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. This is very good. Analogy. I'm so glad I could clear that up for you. <laughs> It worked well. I did. I had questions. Well, now you're making me question other. Like, do paladins have special weapons? They they can. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. You have to pledge yourself to a god yeah. or to a uh-huh. cause or have an oath. Yeah, you have to have an uh-huh. oath. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, as you were. Yeah. It's okay. I feel like Amanda would play a very dry humor paladin, and it would be like the most beautiful thing that you've ever witnessed. It would be good. I it it is one of my bucket list goals to get Amanda to play D and D. Because I think she would really uh, enjoy herself and she would die laughing all of the time. Possibly, and so would yeah. everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just we'll just chip away at that yeah. someday. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that right now. We'll get you eventually. Maybe for your birthday. Yeah. yeah, we'll kidnap you. I'm gonna be like a 60 year old empty nester playing D and D on the weekends with my girls. Fuck yeah, that's the life, dude. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So Simon chimes in, and he says that he always thought of angels as pacifists and not like really into weapons. <clears throat> and Magnus is like, my guy, my guy, my dude. Angels are soldiers. Michael like routed armies and shit. And they are not patient, especially when dealing with, like, trivial human matters. (laughs) If the mortal instruments were used in the summoning ritual to call Raziel, like, if they weren't used, Viting would have been blasted on the spot. Like, taking out the ethereal thing, taking out everything, like, if he somehow found a way to summon an angel, he would have been just like, "Mm, you're dead. Yeah. (laughs) Smoten. Smited. Smote. Smotes my goats. Sorry, Smotes my goats. Um, <laughs> that is the title of this episode. Smotes my goats. Again, I don't know why I wrote this in here and I've talked about it seven times, but like, dude, the mortal instruments were made to protect the summoner. We get it. I feel like I wrote it this many times because it's been said this many times. It is in my brain mm-hmm. now. Demons, on the other hand, though... <clears throat> Ha ha ha, are much easier to summon. They are vast and some like are weak. Like they're weak, so you could like call them. 
which like might not be the most helpful. Like maybe you don't want the like demon intern. Right. Right. <laughs> Probably not the one that's going to get the job done. Uh-huh. Right. You get what you pay for. It's like if you have a question and you need an answer, you want the demon nurse, not the demon doctor. Mm-hmm. You got to call the right person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like mm-hmm. that kid that V-Tang had used in one of the beginnings of one of the books. To oh, summon yeah. Somebody. The warlock he just kid. died right away because he didn't know better. Yeah. yeah. That's right. He was yeah. a warlock. That's right. Yeah. And he was like, ha ha, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. He was a newbie. <clears throat> he was a noob. <laughs> The kids on Roblox call them Bacons. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, okay. That's too much information. Okay, so Jocelyn cuts off Magnus from, like, he's basically making a list about demon attributes and why summoning a demon would be easier. He's listing. And Jocelyn cuts him off, um, being Mrs. Shadow Hunter of the Year, all of a sudden. And she's just aghast that he would even think about summoning a demon. Like, what would the clave say about that? And Magnus is like, ma'am, didn't you stop, like, giving a fuck what the clave thought about you years ago? Like, come on. I thought you are my ride or die. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, bet. But, like, I'm worried about what it would mean for Clary, who's obviously an active member, and Luke, who's on the council. Like, I'm worried about them. It's not about me. It's about them. And Alec, who all of a sudden is just, like, shedding his legal eagle feathers. I... He's like molting. I I don't know. It's a problem. Yeah. It's and like it's it, it is. He's you know he's like a phoenix rising from the ashes of his legal eagle status. Going yes. all out. A, a phoenix rising from the ashes to commit crime. He's like yes. He's like we don't care about laws. Fuck these laws. <laughs> it's, it's a criminal. The law is hard, but phoenix. so is my dick. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so fuck it (laughs) literally literally. (laughs) yeah but he's just basically like how's the clave gonna know unless you tell them huh (laughs) and jocelyn's like damn like you guys are really considering doing this this is serious i mean it's like yeah it is and i know just the guy for the job my boy azazel and this sound sends Jocelyn into a tizzy fit. Uh, like, it's like she's like a southern belle here. She's pretending to faint. All right. Oh, my God. I do declare. I do declare. Uh, that sounded more foghorn leghorn than southern belle, but you're just going to have to go with it. Mm-hmm. And she, again, like, now that he's name dropped, okay, she tries to look at the Lightwoods for backup, and, but she is met with radio silence. They're, they're all in. And Simon's like, who's Azazel? Isn't that like the cat from the Smurfs? And he like looks around. Now he's looking for confirmation out there and he gets nothing in response. So he decides to phone a friend, interrupting Clary, who said she was too busy to talk to him to ask like if his trivia fact is correct. Like, is that right? And Clary's like, no, bitch, it's Asriel. Now stop using the rings for Smurf questions. Like, this was not their purpose. This is not what they were designed for. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. And it kind of reminds me of how I have to Google everything right away to know if I'm mm-hmm. right. Even though literally nobody cares. Nobody Same. in that room cared if he was correct or not. But damn it, he needed to know. Yeah. 
and Magnus is like, he's not a cat. And then he describes Azazel as follows. Okay. He's a greater demon, lieutenant of hell and forger of weapons. He was an angel who taught mankind how to make weapons when before it had been knowledge only angels possessed. That caused him to fall and now he's a demon and the whole earth has been corrupted by the works that were taught by Azazel. To him, ascribe all sin. Mm. Like I just really liked that name. Azazel? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry. Go on. Have Doesn't another matter. kid. And then you could name him Azazel. Mm-hmm. After the demon. The lieutenant of hell. You're like, too far. <laughs> like, maybe a black cat. Or a smoky gray cat. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like I would want to go with, like, Asmodeus, because I really liked that. Asmodeus. Mm-hmm. And you could call them Asmodium when he's being a shit. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad we have this all worked out for yes, your imaginary you. act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Alec is like, wow, how do you know all of that? Like, you're the smartest person I've ever met. Maybe because you're so old, but not for long, motherfucker. <laughs> and Magnus is like, oh, he's a friend. And then he kind of waits and he's like, okay, you got me. He's not my friend, but like he's in the Book of Enoch. They said it there. That's how I know. I heard it and I came out. Mm. And Alec is like, okay, look, I wrote this like I was going to sing it. And I just don't know if I can because my voice is so scratchy. So I'm going to try. And then you can just feel like, why did you do that? Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. He's like, I've seen her type before. That demon so dangerous. So dangerous. I like it. It's she's like, a bad she's a demon. bad girl. Demon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Magnus is like, well, good thing for us. He's already bound. So if... Um, Sorry. Uh, he's already bound. So if um, he gets, he summons him, his spirit form will show up um, because only, like his corporal form won't show up because his body is bound to the jagged rocks of, I am probably going to say this wrong, Dudael? Dudel, Dudel. I don't dude know ranch. how you say that. Yeah. Yes, there's a dude ranch in hell and <laughs> yes. he is strapped to the jagged rocks there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Izzy is like, yes, it's morphin' time. Let's do this. Let's go. And she is clearly the pink ranger. I just want you to know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or is she the yellow ranger, you think? No. She's the pink ranger. She's the pink ranger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Just making sure. Yeah. And an incredulous, I almost said incredible. An incredulous Jocelyn tries to warn them using her learned experience from watching V-Tang, who, by the by, she refers to in this instant as her husband, uh-huh. which, like, maybe it's to hit the point home harder, but it's weird and no thanks for me. I Agreed. Like, I, I don't, look, I get that it's convenient for her in this scenario to be able to, like, use that as a, as leverage or whatever. Uh-huh. I, I don't I I've been there in in the position of having an ex husband and I guarantee you I don't ever claim it <laughs> like that like right no uh-huh. 
Yeah. And yours has never summoned a, a demon or Exactly, yeah. exactly. He's like seriously so. not nearly as bad as V Tang. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still not. The whole genocide thing. I mean, kind yeah. Bad. Stupid. Um, in the middle of her lecture that she's giving the room. She starts to wonder where Clary is and asks Simon if she's awake yet since um, she's letting her sleep in, but it's almost 11. And that, my friends, PSA, that is not letting someone sleep in, especially not a teenager. Talk to me after 2.30. 11 yeah. o'clock is not letting them sleep in. That's, that's no. You're high. And <laughs> Simon decides that he's going to stall for time. And he's like, I don't know if she's sleeping or not. And he tries to convince himself that he's, like, not technically mistruthing here because she could be sleeping. Like, I know I just talked to her, but, like, maybe she passed out. I don't know. Maybe she is asleep. <laughs> and Jocelyn is, Jocelyn, sorry, is confused and she tries to put the pieces together and, like, incorrectly asking how he doesn't know because, like, wasn't he in the room with her? And Simon was like, uh, no, I wasn't in there. And then mid-sentence, he's like, ah, in his brain, he's like, there's only three of them. <laughs> Crap. He's like, well, crap, crap, crap. well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he's got the mark game. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This point. Otherwise, he's going to get himself shot. <laughs> well and then he just kind of like stops talking and so Alex speaks up and he's like did you sleep in my sister's bedroom <laughs> okay, he didn't do that didn't do that but and uh, anyway but he does ask like basically like were you sleeping was this were you sleeping in Izzy's bedroom and Izzy's like ah she's like waving it off uh, telling Alec it was nothing like it's nothing to worry about you're fine and then she decides to point out that she was passed out drunk. So really any manner of things could have happened. Not helping. And she wouldn't have known. Just to, like that's a sidebar. That's a little piece of information for your pocket for later. She's such a shithead. Yeah. I know. Well, and Simon's like, not even. I told you the entire plot of Star Wars. <laughs> And Izzy's like, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember that you did that. But when asked a trivia question, she fucking nails it. It's like, <laughs> she has to be right. And so she was just like, edit that. And she grabbed it really quick. <laughs> and Magnus is like, jaw, jaw, jawing. And this is my once and final quote. Uh, ah, said Magnus, nerd love. It is a beautiful thing while also being an object of mockery and hilarity for those of us who are more sophisticated. Yes, it is. And I Pretty. feel like this sums up mine and Kristen's relationship. Yes. And then in, and Meg, and uh, Magnus is Amanda. Yes. Amanda yeah. is Magnus yes. in this. Love it. And Far more I like sophisticated. Uh, mm. <laughs> mm. Necrotic damage on the mortal sword. We did. We did have a conversation about that, which just seems pretty sophisticated. It was, it was pretty nerdy. Oh, totally. <laughs> it was hot and nerdy. Uh-huh. I wonder, like, could you make a D&D campaign where the characters are Shadowhunter characters? Yes, I've talked about this. I want to do that. I want okay, to is do a that. Campaign, is a campaign just a game? 
so so a campaign is like it can refer to you know a multi session story arc and it can be anything okay. like it, it's up to you some people have campaigns that last years and years and years but oh mm-hmm. but so basically like if you had a character that you loved dearly and you took them to play and they went through a campaign they can then do another campaign and another one mm-hmm. like it's oh, not like, like if the they game didn't is die. over yeah the game's okay. not over when the campaign's over unless you want it to be right okay yeah Huh. It's like a quest. Yeah. Well, it's like a big multi-layered quest. Lots of questuses. Yeah. If you or will. I could do like a we could do like a one shot or something like that where it's like a very small like a short story where there's like a little adventure that you need to go on is less Lord of the Rings questy and I more was gonna like, say that yeah. and more like Xena Warrior Princess <laughs> episodic. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> okay, nerds, thank you. You're, you're you welcome. Are welcome. <laughs> Glad you'll be happier knowing that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> so Jocelyn is still in protective parent mode and is like, that's enough. My kid and I are just going to go ahead and nope the fuck right out of here. So I'm going to go get her. She starts to walk down the hall and Steinman like stops her and she's like, yeah. You actually can't go get Clary. And Jocelyn starts to tell Simon. And she's like, look, I know what you're going to say. This is the safest place for us. But, like, y'all are raising, like, a demon. Uh-huh. And, like, that changes things. And Simon's like, yeah, it's not about that. You see, funny story. You can't go wake her up because, you know, she's not actually here. It is begun. The fucking Oh, awkward. No one Poor wants. Simon. No one wants to be the friend that gets left behind to tell your other mm-hmm. friend's parent that they've done something terrible. Awful. No. Absolutely not. You do, You don't want to be that. You don't want to be that position. But if he didn't say mm-hmm. anything, they would not only find out later, probably that he knew, but. Then they'd probably stop everything and start trying to look for her instead right. of knowing. Oh, oh you yeah. Know? So he's, he had to be awkward and he's sucks. fucked. He's stuck between a rock and a yeah. hard place. Clary fucked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. He wishes she did. <laughs> oh, he really <laughs> does wit. Well, I don't know now. Maybe not. Yeah. Right. Maybe not at this juncture. Okay. So you guys, next week, read chapter ten, The Wild Hunt. <gasps> That's with an H, not a C, for next week's episode. <laughs> for behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Um, bye. 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 bye.